welcome to Forever Canon. <laughs> Podcast. That sounded so fake. Yeah. It was not. <laughs> I was joking a little bit. Oh. Podcast where we talk about Han Solo. Definitely more talking about Han Solo. Because I don't know if you looked at the cover of the book, right? Yeah. Uh, he's on it. Mm-hmm. And no one else that I know. And actually, come to think of it, who was that other character? Could that? Oh, that's be... got to be what's her face? The priestess Elon. Yeah, she's got all that banged up eyebrow ridge and stuff like that. Yeah. Which you yep. got your new glasses on, right? Yeah, yeah, I got them. You can see that from here. Okay, okay. Anyways, he's on the front. It's going to be about him. This podcast where we talk about Han Solo. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. And this week on Forever Canon, we are recording and going to be talking about, wow, New Jedi Order, book four, Agents of Chaos 1, Heroes Trial by James Lucino. Chapters 17 through 21. And I know how to do the podcast, 17 through 20. See? (laughs) Because I know how. This week, man, I think the last time where we left off, we were just getting things into motion, telling everybody what everybody's plans were, and then things started going wrong with the big, big, big things going wrong. Mm-hmm. But that was what we're going to talk about this week. <laughs> First, bum, bum, bum. Previously on Forever Canon, Elon has breath bugs. Verger has history. Big Boss Bungie bails Han post-brawl. Bails him out. It's written mm-hmm. there. Missed it. Space battle over Ord Mantell with a Vong snake. Han escapes. Vong retreat. Admirals confused. Right. Remember everybody got away and they were like, we won. But how did we win? Because we were definitely just losing. Yeah. So why did they all leave? Ah. It's like almost like the New Republic starting to catch on to this idea that the two defectors in their midst might be traitorous. Yeah, may not be so much defecting as but, trying to win. But that was last week, Tim. Yes, it was. So don't get distracted by that. That was just simply one week ago. <laughs> this week, we start with chapter 17, where the traitor, the defector, not Elon. Traitor to the New Republic. Mm-hmm. Hans Quarry, by the name of Rek Desh. He has a secret meeting with a secret person who he believes to be another traitor inside New Republic intelligence. And Rek is ordered to return Elon to the Vong before the prisoners reach Coruscant. Look out. Yeah. He's forced to reluctantly agree because... Backroom dealings and threat of death type of stuff. But, you know, uh, the Peace Brigade, which is the creation of Executor Nominor, right? Yep. One of his ways of stirring unrest amongst the populations while the Yuzhan Vong come in and take over. Yep. His little Peace Brigade is now messing up the plan yeah, his to have plan. <laughs> the Yuzhan Vong Trojan horse these bugs into the Jedi's mouth. I wonder who told them about the defectors i I wonder who it was wonder the same thing and have no idea because as far as i know there's the two defectors in quotations 
and the right. three or four people in that inner circle. Yeah. Who else knows? Yeah. There's Major Showalter. There was Belindy Kalenda. Ooh, I'm on fire, bud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, like, I don't know. I, I can't think of, think of other named people that were in the know uh, other than like the Jedi and stuff. Yeah. I wonder if maybe it's something somebody trying to, because they're into this, disrupt Nominor's plans on the other side. Right. Like a Yuzhan Vong posing as a peace brigade or someone in the New Republic yeah. intelligence being like, Let's screw my rival, Yuzhan Vong guy. Yeah. Yeah, that would be amazing, actually. Because uh, I have no idea who this could be. Nope. And we cut to 3PO doesn't want to die. Yeah. He feels like he doesn't understand humans, but he knows he doesn't want to die. So we got that in common. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, real good introspection, actually, about like his existence and go read it. Yeah. It's good. Just existence in general is, it's great. You know, getting all this like thoughtful philosophical prose through the the voice of Mm C-3PO, who has the perfect voice for it. And then he finds Han Solo and that's the end of the chapter. Yeah. Bang. Doesn't Han say, hey, you know what we'll do? Or is that the next chapter? Uh, I think that is the next chapter actually. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he's just like, oh, Master Solo. (laughs) Yeah. And we side wipe into the next scene as we always do in Star Wars. And uh, I got a hot chapter title for you. Metal and otherwise. Because he was like talking about, you know, the existential crisis that he was having of all things uh, must die. Yeah. Yeah. Bang, boom. Chapter 18. Han Solo goes to see his wife, Leia. And he tells her nothing while being a dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she rightfully tells him to go circle Coruscant until he figures himself out, which I thought was a wonderful little, like, you know, in universe euphemism for like, don't come home, flyboy. Yeah. You're not welcome here right now. Don't bother coming back to the basement <laughs> where you've been hiding for the last months that we've all been working. Yeah. Trying to save the galaxy. Go, I don't know, take a walk around the block a couple times. Come back when you want to say things. Han's all wrapped up in having lost another friend. Yeah. Roa just got Vong snaked off of that. Where was that? Celebration wheel? What was it? Yeah, it was, the, was it that like that space Ord station. Mantel? I can't remember. Yeah, what I don't know what it was, was too. But yeah, it was that space station. Yeah. And now he's lost another friend. But this one might be saved. So he's got to go. Can't talk to you. Can't bring you along. Jedi. Yeah. Or at least four sensitive best friend and partner of mine. Can't bring you. You have a lightsaber, so you can't come. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to be a dick, and then I'm going to abandon you again, and goodbye. And we cut to Han at the casino bar, thinking to himself, quote, alcohol isn't the answer. Ah. Hey. That's refreshing after <laughs> Good his, for you. his current uh, bender coming to an end or something like that. Yeah. And then... Boss Bungie's guy comes over to tell Han Solo that Rekdesh is going to Bill Bringy stat. And we cut to Han Solo forcing C-3PO to lie to his wife, lie to Spaceport Control or whoever is in charge of getting him passage to Bill Bringy. He throws this droid under the bus and makes him tell all his lies and quote, But sir, it's jinxed. 
the queen of the empire. Yeah. Okay. He also That's makes the him ship that he's gonna like uh, taxi. To. Yeah. He already took a cab home to Coruscant. <laughs> now he's gonna catch another ride out to Bill Bringy to catch Wreck Death. Yeah, yeah, a, a fancier cab, like uh, a, a very big what? one. Yeah, like a limo. But like, doesn't have like room for an entire jizz orchestra. Mm-hmm. Probably just a quartet. <laughs> <laughs> the the lies that Han makes him tell or subterfuge or whatever he he has to C-3PO does in Leia's voice too which that's is that's the thing yeah he has to impersonate her yeah to like call in a favor to get this guy a ticket on the train and the only way that Han gets him to do it is to be like you know what you're worried about dying we'll save your memory core yeah and so bye and get back to your existential crisis 3PO yeah peace out that's the end. That's the end of the chapter. And here's a sick chapter title for you, guy, who forgot to bring his notes with cool chapter titles on them. Change the past. Ooh. Spoiler alert. I told you this. I I, I finished, like, I, I've been on a roll of reading these chapters outside in the sun in, the, like, 1 p.m. in the afternoon in the hottest part oh. of the summer day. <laughs> Just out there killing myself, sweating to death, and then reading some Star Wars books. Man, I did not come up with any good chapter titles like at all. By the time you got to the end of the chapter, you had sunbrain. They're all brutal. All brutal. But I like this big fence I got in the back here. Do whatever I want out there. Yeah. Don't get spied on by the neighbors. I'll just, I'll go lift weights in my backyard with no shirt on in the sun in the summer. Because I'm a man. (laughs) And I can with a tall enough fence that nobody can peek at me. (laughs) (laughs) moving on moving on chapter 19 the aforementioned new republic intelligence agent major showalter is watching Elon put on an oogleth masker kind of creepily staring at her and maybe they're flirting with each other it sounds like it or maybe they're both playing like sexy spy games you know what I mean like we're both Pretending to flirt with each other with knives in each of our hands, Mr. and Mrs. Smith or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, either way, I'm like, this is kind of gross. <laughs> yeah. Don't flirt with your prisoners. In any context, just don't don't even pretend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a... But then again, right, the plan to get her through customs and get her back to Coruscant aboard the Queen's Empire, apparently, is you're going to pretend to be my wife. And your crazy bird friend is our servant. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. I think Vergeer stands out a little bit. It's going to be. That's the thing, right? Right. So like you can't hide, you can't put a masker on her and you can't like, she's like a big KFC mascot or something. (laughs) Yeah. Like she's like a dude in a suit spinning signs in the heat out of the sidewalk. Yeah. So got that badonka dong with backwards knees and she's got chicken legs and body. Yep. Anyways, this is the plan. And so yeah. we're going to smuggle the high value targets around for secrecy. We can't tell anybody the plan except for like a couple other new Republic agents who are going to be our backup. There's several, uh, several other decoy teams. And Showalter says something about quote, why would the Vong want a bunch of refugees? 
Good question, man. Keep thinking. <laughs> Keep thinking through the next couple of steps. Because what did they do with the last 2,000 people they had? Shot them into the sun. Yeah. At the beginning of this book. And they tested out their bioweapons on them. My God, you're right. Turned oh. them into slave warriors, too. Turns the, the out lizard these people. bad guys are bad guys, yeah. Zangief. How many times have I made that joke? Uh, a lot. It's a great. But you know what, great. man? Wreck-It Ralph is an underrated good movie. And Princess Vanellope, if the, is that what her name is? Yep. Yeah. Um, Vanellope Von Sweet. Played by, uh, what's her name? Sarah Silverman. That is such an underrated performance from someone who is not like a known as a high caliber actor. She friggin' anyways. V- yeah. Vanellope Von Sweets is the bomb. Yep. Wreck-It Ralph is the bomb. Fix-It Felix is the bomb. <laughs> like, how did they make every character in that movie uh, just the best? Yeah. It, it, it uh, worked good. I like the first one better than the second one, but... Yeah, the second one got gimmicky, and they tried. They tried. Yeah. But they didn't... They tried ideas instead of a story. Yeah. Yeah, where, like, the first one, the story is so tight. The story is... The two of us who could have been friends all along have been adversaries as children do until we realize that actually we have a lot in common and actually can't survive without each other given our, uh, our current situation. Yeah. Anyways, back to Star Wars. Record Ralph Ross. <laughs> <laughs> but what do they want to do with all these refugees, man? Cut to Han Solo aboard the Queen's Empire, a luxury resort ship the size of a Star Destroyer, Tim. Except it's run down. Yeah. Not like the last fancy place palace ship that we were at. This one's run down. It's fallen on hard times. And now, as many other places in the galaxy, it is overrun with refugees. The Vong have destroyed a half a dozen planet and conquered two dozen more. Or yeah. something like that. Uh, uh, we got numbers uh, early on a in lot, the book, yeah. right? Uh, it's like at least... It'd been six months and they had taken like 12 planets and destroyed three more. Like and Six trillion people have been displaced. Right. This, this galaxy is full of suffering people with nowhere to go and no one to care for them. Yeah. Remember that theme as we move through the whole books, like the whole series. I can't speak. <laughs> move through the whole books. The whole books, man. On the Queen's Empire, Han shares the last stake. With his Rin friend, Droma. We find out his name is Droma. That Rin who saved Han's life when he caught his tail. Almost getting sucked into the Vaughn snake. And, and touched, they, tip-tapped his toes on the button. And, yep. and helped me figure out the words to mime it out <laughs> with my foot. <laughs> but guess what? This guy is, of course, coincidentally here. Because all the refugees who were on the Jubilee wheel before, yeah, I knew it was an X Men name too. I couldn't think of what it was. It's a celebration wheel. Yeah, <laughs> you know my favorite X Men, Celebration. Come <laughs> <laughs> <Yo>, on! <no! laughs> but uh, you, uh, of course, this guy's here. He's on mm-hmm. the cover. He's yeah. just going to be turning up wherever Han Solo is. And Han Solo, in this rundown place with lack of resources, decides to share the last nerf stake with this guy who saved his life the last time they were on a spaceship together. Yeah. And here we are on a spaceship together again. Oh, and also why he has to share the stake with him is, well, the racist waiter refuses to serve Droma and Han almost punches him 
Yeah. This guy's really punchy right now. <clears throat> yeah. Definitely. He's Ready? real angry punch. at a lot of things. You put him, you sit him at a table, punch him. <laughs> yeah. Look out. The last bargain was in and got no fight. Yeah. But of course, right, this waiter's racist against Droma's species, which in case you didn't catch it last time, they like biker mice from Mars, cat looking type of person with a tail. Yep. And like a lion puff on the end of the tail. Yeah. And yeah. it's because they're, they're like transient. They like. Yeah. Well, Droma yeah. tells us, yeah, the Rin, which yes. is his species. Uh, I think it was mentioned before, actually, because yeah. Han was just calling him the Rin. Yeah. Racism. Yeah. Right. Anyways, they're like a displaced people who from somewhere in the core and we don't really know wh- where. Maybe we're musicians. Maybe we're warriors. This has like a total Robert Jordan vibe of the Tuatha on like the uh, the Tinker people who used to be part of this warrior cast Aiel who. Uh, before the in the Age of Legends, they ended up getting cast out in the desert, and those people, the the whole idea was no violence, and the rest of the group kind of split off, and they're like, no violence though, definitely violence, and this one group kept true to the thing, and they're wanderers and colorful musicians, and and they are maybe they're warriors, but you're not supposed to be warriors, right? Yeah. Anyways, they are Eastern European Romani type of culture. What you would have offensively, not you specifically, excuse me, yeah. what would have offensively been referred to in the 90s as gypsies. Yep. This is what we are. This is what we have in the this book in the year of our uh, Anakin Lord, <laughs> 2000. <laughs> right? 22 years ago. Things were different. Yeah. People said different things. Not, well, I mean, sure, hatefully. But most often, most people just out of ignorance of understanding. And... That and so that holds true for me with the whole gypsy thing. Well, you don't. So you just that's not what we say anymore. Yep. Just like so many other things you learn about. What would you rather be? Somebody who doesn't learn and change? Why? Like, why is that something that's looked down upon? Oh, you changed your opinion, huh? Oh, well, you're not trustworthy. <laughs> you didn't stick to your. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you learned something new, and now you think something different. Yeah. Grr. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, you know, just correct yourself and be the best version of yourself that you can. Mm-hmm. This Romani wandering culture of musicians and bards and warriors. He's a pilot. He's a scout. And Droma, he's here to stay for now. Yeah, because he's here again. So I don't think he's just gonna be like have a steak and screw off <laughs> off the cover of the book or something. Right? Yeah. Now you get to on. a certain point and it just disappears like a holograph. It's on, man. How about this? Give me a chapter title. Do your best to pull a word or two, or just even a general description. Okay. Um, um, Mine was yeah, easy. Please. Mine was easy. Circumstance. Okay. Because that's the whole it's the chance meeting thing, right? Yeah, that is probably was similar to what I <laughs> what I grabbed too because same I try vibe. and find yeah same idea. Like I, like uh, well, I, was, I was almost said friends of circumstance. <laughs> Unlikely friends. Circumstance two. <laughs> Electric boogaloo. <laughs> Chapter twenty. Luke has called the Jedi to a meeting because those Vong defectors want to meet with the Jedi. Right. That's what Priestess Alon. Her whole thing is. Her whole goal is to secretly. Get in a room with as many Jedi as possible, particularly the highest up people, and release her lungs full of bugs that are going to destroy everybody. Mm-hmm. Like in moments, we watched them test this bioweapon on 
uh, captured uh, prisoners of war before. Why doesn't it kill the people that are like storing them? Is it because they're not getting as soon as they hit the oxygen? Yeah, I they... think it was something they said about the oxygen. Oh, okay, thing. yeah. And then and they like, burn out real quick. Because they're like there. breeding and brooding inside of there. And then once you let them out, there's some sort of reactive thing. Okay. Remember they like all turned into like ash or like beetle husks. Type yeah. Of thing? Yeah. They yeah. died real quick. Yeah. Like it, almost instantly, but they killed everybody else first. Yeah. Luke's telling everybody, uh, me and Mara are going to go meet with her by ourselves. <laughs> yeah. We're, yeah, yeah, we're yeah, going to yeah. split the party. I hear the dozens of you that are like, come on, bring all the Jedi with you. But. I make the decisions and all the Jedi who say no way bring me to like Jason, Silgal, Worth, Kip, Tenelka. Yeah. Have they been mentioned yet? I that This might be the first drop of that name in this book series. Yeah, maybe the first real mention, maybe in passing or something. I don't think but I don't even, think so. I don't think I've read or written that name yet before. And oftentimes when we've had these group Jedi meetings, I'm kind of taking... Uh, like a uh, roll attendance. call. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tunnel Cobb mentioned. And Luke is so proud of all his fledgling. Wow. It's fledgling. Mm-hmm. Fledgling gloop of magical heroes that he's just like, I appreciate all your opinions, but also shut up. And, <laughs> and the, do what I say. <laughs> the ones that want to go with him are not like they're antagonistic to his viewpoint to a, like a little bit. Um, a lot, I like a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's like not Jason, like Jason, like Worth, like and, Kip. Those yeah. are like adversarial philosophies. Yeah. In the Jedi Order. Yeah. It's you don't you don't see, you don't see who was with, oh man. Yeah, Cornhorn. Yes. Come well, on, man. I got you. I got all <laughs> the names today, Belindy Kalenda. <laughs> and the like. Well, he's exiled. Yeah. Um, the other guy that was with him self-exiled. Oh no! Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, uh, I like can't. like fake exiled. Yeah, right. Like it's for show. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. performatively <laughs> kicked out of the Jedi. Order. Yeah. Well, we gotta have a scapegoat, and you're gonna be it. But you know about it, yeah. so well. And then so in this, in this scenario where Luke's like, no, 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 none of you else can come with us. Just me and Mara because she's really sick, and they say they have a cure for us. He's accidentally preventing the massacre that she wants to. Yeah. Uh, you know impose on the Jedi just casually acts uh, through, you know, his own decision-making just automatically avoids that. Yeah. With, which is a bit of an emotional decision on his point. Yeah, it is. Because he, sure. I want to cure my wife. So she's coming. The and how come she can't just go by herself then? Oh, cause I'm her husband though. So I'm going to go. Yeah. Also, I'm the leader. So tell me no. Dare you. Yeah. Cut to Han Solo playing Sabak. Blackjack, but 23, and also integers. Droma forces him to go all in against fate? He's like, I'm this card game, and he's like, ah, this would be the worst time to bet everything, wouldn't it, is what he's telling Han Solo. The two of them are, like, developing, you said antagonistic already, but they're developing this back and forth, almost buddy cop. Yeah, this, tease like, each other, counterpoints re- to each other. Yeah, 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 this relationship where they are both... Just like Han with Roa, where mm-hmm. he's like, oh, you're rich now, huh? Oh, you're rich now, where they're having this, like, exchange of, like, old school man one-up, one-upmanship. Yeah. Where they're always, every joke is about how you suck, and I'm <laughs> awesome. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. 
that's but they're they're doing they're having this nice little repartee between the two of them and it's pretty good actually mm-hmm. so wouldn't this be the best time to go all in on a bet when you have no chance to win do it coward do it you won't do it right yeah and then and, and then, there's the randomizer yeah. built into the Sabak game which is like and at any time the randomizer can hit and just change the cards you have <laughs> yeah, you could go from having a winning hand to bombing out completely. Yeah, Sabak can suck it. Pazak is way better. But, <laughs> nonetheless, Han Solo wins or yep. something, right? Because apparently the Rin invented these cards yeah. for Sabak, but they use them as like tarot cards because they're like Eastern European Romani culture. Uh, of course, like, like just a stereotype and caricature of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, as any culture, there is as much nuance in behavior and personality as with any other. White people think we're the only people who are complex and interesting <laughs> <laughs> over history. Not me right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, speaking of, through a historical perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the only shit that ever got written down in the Eastern part of the world. For so long. No, Western, sorry. Yep. All the time I get East and West mixed up. Which part is eat and which part is watermelon? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, like, as as any culture, right? No, there is no culture. There is no, there is no ethnicity. There is no background. There is no job place where every single person from this place or thing is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, when you get minimized representation like this of a just jump inside character, they're going to be a stereotypical yeah. caricature to try to be an archetype that's like familiar to the reader. So it's not too much work to understand who this new person is. Yeah. But it's also lame. <laughs> just saying, right? People to be, and maybe this is like, Maybe it's just too much cliche and not enough nuance yet because we don't know this guy. Yeah. But he's like, ah, I know. And I'm thinking that he's doing like a Puss in Boots accent. (laughs) Antonio Banderas being French. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, that's they made they invented the cards. So that's how he knew to bet on this Sabak hand, even though that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Also random. And I I don't know. I think he's he he's just. I don't know if he knows or he's if he has a feeling mystical and mysterious, or if he's just like, let's see. I think, I think so. Right. <laughs> to a point yeah. where he's like that roguish luck based person mm-hmm. all of his life, just like Han Solo. Yeah. And that's why they're clicking and connecting. And, and after he explains the cards, he reads Han's fortune. Yep. And for the first time in this whole book, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care. He's flipping these cards and explaining what they were and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, honestly, I get it. Metaphor. Foreshadowing. I don't care. I don't care what he read out these cards. Even though we get like a cool card prophecy. And I like stuff like that. But yeah. it was some combination of the like racist caricature. And again, I'm, this is from the year 2000. A man who wrote this 20 something years ago, right? I'm not saying the dude is who wrote it is a racist. Yeah. Just that we have evolved as a, as a society beyond these limiting caricatures as representations of characters and people. And so as soon as he started flipping cards, I was like, bro, it's too much on the nose. Too yeah. immediately. And I was like, I don't care about your cool card prophecy, but I bet you it's going to be cool. I don't care, but yikes for me. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. 
Yeah. Why? Why don't I care? The the, the the descriptions of what the cards came up were were cool. Yeah, it's all good writing. Yeah. In the descriptive, um, immersive sense. Yeah, oh, that didn't make sense because I just said it kicked me right out. If, if you if you take it out of, if you take it out of, that whole stereotype and just read it for the words in the description, it's great. Well, like yeah, here are cool drawings on cards, and now here's my cool spooky tarot reading mm-hmm. of your future mm-hmm. chapter title innermost designs mm. 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 i don't know could be good i like that could be pretty cool that's it man that's it for this week wrap chapter 20 wrap oh. yeah that was fast right <laughs> yeah you're looking at me like what <laughs> yeah no i thought you no, that's it, man. that's over that's four chapters not a whole lot happened right yeah like some people had a conversation in the first one and 3PO had an existential crisis. And then in the second chapter, Han had a conversation and then 3PO had a fake conversation as Princess Leia. And then in the next chapter, uh, a guy watched his fake wife get dressed. <laughs> and then Han had a steak. And then in the next chapter, Luke had a conversation with the Jedi and Han played cards. That was it. Yep. That, was, that was it. That was it for four chapters. So your face of going... Uh, yeah. Home improvement. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, you're not wrong. But that's it for this week, man. Much deception, much subterfuge, much designs. But whose plans will come to fruition? Will it be the Yuzhan Vong? Will it be Han Solo? Will it be the Peace Brigade and Wreck Desh? Find out next week when we cover New Jedi Order. Book four, Agents of Chaos one, Heroes Trial, chapters 21, don't be fooled, through 24. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. Jizz Lounge. I'm glad you have to read that whole New Jedi Order thing. It's It's a lot. It's a lot. For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at jplazer. Check us out.